The idea that on this campus in 1897, an organization was incorporated um, that we are representing right now is just an amazing concept. Um, Fast forward 125 years, there's a lot to celebrate, um, but there's a lot that we need to do as well. Welcome to Voices of Victors, a podcast by the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan. I'm James McRae. Corey Pauling has taken over as president and CEO of the Alumni Association, replacing Steve Grafton, who retired after 28 years on the job. In November, I sat down with both leaders to talk about where the Alumni Association has been and where it's going. To start off, can we have each of you introduce yourselves? And Corey, can we start with you? Sure. My name is Corey Pauling. I am a graduate of the University of Michigan class of 1993. I was an industrial operations engineering major. I am from Detroit, Michigan, and um, returning to Michigan after leaving in 1994. I'm Steve Grafton, uh, and I preceded Corey as president of the Alumni Association, actually from Mississippi, went to school at Mississippi State University. You know, that's an MSU, but it's not the one that we don't think so highly <laughs> of here. Uh, and I uh, came here 28 years ago for this role and uh, have had a wonderful time. So, Steve, you were kind of an outsider when you came to the Alumni Association in 94. Tell me about the organization you walked into and how it's changed in the last 28 years. Well, just jump right in there, James, and and call me an outsider from the beginning. <laughs> uh, no, you know it is true. I mean, I I am not a graduate of the University of Michigan, and uh, and and especially early on. But the truth is, for all twenty eight years that I've been here, people are still surprised that I've had this role uh, with the alumni association and am not a graduate of the University of Michigan. But I have to say that that from the very beginning. Uh, the, the, the university community, alumni, faculty and staff, everyone really uh, welcomed me, embraced me, and, and gave me an opportunity to come in and, uh, and to lead this organization. Uh, it, it was an organization that I inherited that was incredibly strong. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's a really nice thing to be able to come into a position and, and know that you've got, uh, you know, an, a there's not a lot that is broken, so to speak. Now, that doesn't mean that there wasn't a lot that could be done, and uh, and we started right away. Uh, but it, it was an organization that was largely about um, in-person meetings. Uh, it was about communications that were in writing, on paper, uh, mail through the postal service. You know, I mean, it's kind of funny now you talk about those things. It seems like that must have been a hundred years ago. It really wasn't all that long ago that some of those things changed. But, uh, but it, it very much was an organization that was about um, the personal connection between people that needed at that time to be physical. I would say it's still about personal connection. But that part of it, that that having to be face to face has changed, especially in the last few years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, not not just because of changes in technology and social media and all of that. But but the pandemic forced us to have to figure out how to connect, even though we couldn't be together in the same room. And so we've learned a lot over the last 28 years. It's it's it was a great organization that was just right for for the time. 
but it had to change a lot in order to continue to be right. Now, Corey, right around that time Steve started with the organization, you were graduating from U of M School of Engineering. Tell me about your relationship with the Alumni Association over the years. Were you always a member? And if not, why weren't you a member? I smile right now because I recalling that my very first act as an alumni of this university was a picture taken of me and two friends at graduation that ended up on the front cover of the local newspaper in Ann Arbor, much to my surprise. Um, that was probably moments after graduating and uh, was just delighted to have that moment captured. You can see on our faces just how elated and excited we were as young people going off into the world and feeling really prepared based on the wonderful education, not perfect education experience, but the wonderful education experience that we had. That was in December of 1993. In January of 1994, around the time when Steve would have been at least thinking about coming on, I was marching off into the world of of engineering. I was a manufacturing systems consultant with my first project being in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada in February. Um, and going off, and you're laughing. I'm laughing. I'm just, I'm cold just listening exactly. to you tell the story. And, I, and I'm from Michigan. I'm from <laughs> Detroit. So winter is the thing, but that is a special kind of cold. Um, but I, I began the world of adulting. And um, to answer your question directly, I was not involved in the Alumni Association in those early days. Because shortly after uh, doing the consulting work for a period, I went to law school and I lived the life of a, a, a starving law student um, in Chicago at Northwestern for those three years where I really had no money for that type of um, investment. And indeed, it is an investment. After I graduated from law school, I first practiced as a civil rights lawyer. And so, again, money was not something that um, was uh, money was uh, something that, you know, I really had to be thoughtful about. And again, um, was not involved in the way that you would have thought, given my affection for and regard for the experience that I had. It was several years later after um, I started to see more uh, content under Steve's leadership in the way of um hearing about articles or seeing articles, I, I think I would see the magazine somehow. Um, I really appreciated um, the way in which the association really seemed to talk substantively about issues. Like it wasn't just um, lighthearted content. It was you know, talking about um, tough topics that I had an appreciation for, at least uh, uh, knowing that the association wanted to um influence the university and alumni on important issues that were facing our society. And again, as a civil rights lawyer, that was really important to me. And it continues to be really important to me. But money uh, was a challenge and, um, and just making that a priority. But I would get those, those flyers and those brochures and the things in the mail and um, over time uh, would renew uh, I never became a life member until actually this year, um, but I, I was on and off a member for several years. Looking back on, gosh, what's now almost three decades, 
one of the things that I just have to put out there, and I think a lot of people relate to it, is time flies. I mean, you look up and you're five years out. You look up and you're you're seven years out. Then you're 12 years out. Then you're 20 years out. And so as you think about an alumni association and the relationships that can be fostered by staying engaged, um, you really have to do it. Um, and do it, do it sooner than later because you don't want to be 30 years out and then trying to reconnect. There's real value in it as you're getting your start. And that's one of the things that we're going to really be making an investment in as we move forward. Helping people, new alum, um, get their best foot forward career-wise um, from a wellness standpoint and, and many other uh, important respects. You, you know, I was just listening to this. It, it, um, it, it really kind of brings home to me the value of, of your having started as a part of this university. Your, your connection here started with you as a student, and you really understand. I mean, James, your first question to me was about me coming from the outside, and I do, I did. I came from an experience of this kind of work, but I didn't know Michigan like, like you do, Corey, and I think that's going to be really important for us as an organization mm-hmm. uh, moving forward to understand how to connect with with graduates because your story is not a unique story mm-hmm. right i mean that's right. it's it's a, a lot of alumni have have those same kinds of experience whether it's it's fi- their finances like you were talking about maybe it's their time you know i think about the you know the time many of us have spent raising kids and what that does to our mindset Absolutely. and our time and all of that stuff and 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 this organization needs to be aware of that and and so I really appreciate what you said. I think that's going to be really helpful for us. Yeah, one of the things that we want to tap into, and I was just talking to President Ono, who has a similar wonderful experience with establishing um, councils of, of young alumni, recent graduates, um, and also um, uh, seniors uh, who are here, um, who we position to have real access to alumni uh, for any number of opportunities, really making that investment right at the cusp of um, your education here, launching you off into the world. You know, one of the things that, to Steve's point, I would, you know, share readily is when I graduated in December of 1993, I did not want to graduate. I enjoyed, I had figured it out. I I enjoyed learning i i've always loved math i i was i was getting it i was in a space where i was comfortable and the years had flown and in fact i graduated in four and a half years instead of five um so i left sort of in the middle of a school year which felt even more um jolting um for someone who was just really embracing um the school community here so knowing that so knowing that alumni and and seniors are enjoying and, 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 and connecting with the university in that way presents a ripe opportunity for the Alumni Association to say, we are right here and you can stay connected. This will always be your home. I think I'm going to go back to school and get a degree and start over. <laughs> I like that. No, that's, that's perfect. I've um, personally been with the Alumni Association for 21 years, and I think uh, that approach to to students being at that cusp and this being the launching pad and us helping usher them into adulthood uh, 
life, all those things is, is amazing. So, Corey, you, you mentioned that you were reading the magazine, you were seeing flyers, and the Alumni Association uh, was, was being very bold about social issues and things like that. Um, Steve, I'm going to direct this one towards you. In 2006, the Alumni Association shifted part of its focus with the launch of the LEAD Scholars Program. Tell me about the launch of LEAD and its importance to the Alumni Association and the university as a whole. Uh, yeah, well, you know, that was a time uh, in our history uh, that was challenging on a lot of fronts. I mean, you know, the a, a couple of two, three years earlier, the university had been through a Supreme Court case about admissions. And then there was a vote in Michigan about admissions and, and what you could do or couldn't do. And, and the university was struggling to figure out how to most effectively create the diverse classes that really do help the university not just not just for students of color or or you know women in programs that you know where there are not as as many women or men in programs where there's not as many men all of those kinds of things but but just trying to make it a greater experience for everyone and creating diversity to do that uh our we, we saw an opportunity i think to to really step up and uh, and be bold, as you said, and and to we created a scholarship program in which we could, uh, you know, look at a lot of these students that had been admitted by the university, and and actually work hard to try to encourage them to enroll, and and that that has been successful, I would say. I mean, we've had hundreds of students now that have come through this lead scholars program. And it's not just the fact that they they that we recruit them and they get the resources to be able to attend college. Many of them would not actually be able to come to a University of Michigan without these resources. But once they're here, then we invest in them on a regular basis and provide programs for them that uh, that help them find community. It, they help them to understand what life after college is going to be like and how they can be successful in that. And, and so all of that has resulted in not just these hundreds of students coming to Michigan, but successfully completing a degree and moving on after that to, to really, I mean, they're all great achievers in life now. You know, as that's, Michigan alumni should be, right? That's right. I, I was, uh, I had the good fortune this weekend of um, participating in a, a program here at the Alumni Center, um, celebrating women in lead and providing insights from donors and from lead alumni to current students on that navigation that Steve just talked about. One of the panelists is a, a lead graduate who's now a, an OBGYN in Atlanta and um, so impressive, um, so appreciated and so enjoyed her time at Michigan. Um, but such gratitude for how um, the university poured into her, um, both academically and personally, uh, creating that sense of community. It, you know, she was an example of a dream come true for the idea of providing opportunity um, and, and seeing people shine. Uh, finding that talent and um, knowing that there's nothing that they cannot do. You know, I think about my own experience. I came to the University of Michigan, not on a lead scholarship, that program didn't exist then, but I came to the University of Michigan 
having been recruited at Cass Tech High School in Detroit. And um, uh, when Michigan would come to the high school and, and you know, meet students and, um, you know, uh, go through the hoops of, of, you know, GPAs and standardized tests and all that stuff, interviews. Um, but, you know, go they would go find the talent. And I happened to be one of them. And I appreciate that because uh, my heart struck mind was headed to GMI in Flint, Michigan. Um, there's a long story behind that. Nothing related to academics, um, but my my first my first boyfriend in high school. So, um, following him, the GMI was my plan, and um, instead, the University of Michigan sort of tapped me on the shoulder, along with my mother, and said, "No, you will go to Ann Arbor," and I appreciate that. Um, but my point is, uh, the the school, you know, the university, found me, and and made that investment of not only. Um, my getting admitted um, uh, based on how well I had done at CAS, but then also offering me a four-year scholarship um, as a first-gen uh, college graduate in my family. Uh, that was incredibly helpful. I don't, I know that I did not have a plan for college. There was no trust fund. There was no savings plan. There's no 529. Um, how I would have paid for college, I don't know. Um would it have happened? I'm sure loans and that sort of thing. But I had the good fortune of the University of Michigan, again, making an investment in something they saw in me. And, you know, I think their investment paid off. Um, so. I would say so. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, I, I'm just sitting here thinking about uh, how how the the university helped you by giving you that that not hand out, but hand up, I guess, yes. if you will. And um, and now how it's come full circle. And you're in this position of being able to help so many more people. Paying it forward. And and that's that's the beauty of the Lead Scholars Program, you know. And and so if you can if you can go to a place where you have that experience of living and learning with people who are not like you you become better equipped to make a real difference in the world. And and that's, I think, what a Michigan education can do. It does. But we still have some work to do on that. We, we still need uh, more success on that front, I think. And, and so it's this program started, we started the conversation in 2006. First class was in 2008. But there's still a lot of work, even even now, that we have to keep putting into it. Because we, we need more Corey Pauling's <laughs> in the world. You know, and I, I will say this, and I, 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 uh, I think it's really important, especially as we think about how our engagement model reaches more folks, uh, alumni who may not be as engaged or connected. Mm-hmm. I think acknowledging that by talking about the fact that I didn't want to graduate and I learned so much and had such a great experience doesn't mean it was perfect. And we know that um, you know, over the over these years, there have been some really unfortunate episodes mm-hmm. that continue to emerge in different ways, unfortunately. Um, but the common thread that I would say for everybody um, is some pride in having a degree from Michigan. It, it is just a pride that you have, even if there were some really significant challenges and struggles and um, instances of perhaps feeling different or the only one, 
um, there's still something about saying I did that, that we can connect with as an alumni association to bring those folks um, closer to home. Um, our, our message will reach them too. We start with at least that common ground, no matter where we absolutely what conversation we're having. That's right. Well, we're talking about, you know, sometimes things being challenging and we still have a lot of work to do. So I'm going to ask you a big question, Corey. How can we better serve all alumni? That is a big question. But we have a big house. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like it. (laughs) And that concept extends not just to football, but to the broader message of this this place, this space, has a room for you. Um, And it's your home, too. So, so often for Michigan, and we, we talk about it in the context of sports, um, and we know it's a great school all around, um, but that message about house in the alumni context is more home. We want people to think about the AAUM as um, a home away from home, that it was a home at a point in your life that made a big difference on your, on your path forward. I think we all can agree on that. Um, I think for most people, when you say the word home, again, it doesn't conjure perfection. In fact, most of us have dealt with extreme dysfunction, and that's been home, and we embrace it for that. Um, But home conjures up memories of of people who were wise and kind, Um, and there may have been people who were the exact opposite of that too. But there are these images that probably are things that we can all relate to. Um, you know, for some people, home may not even be their home. It could have been, you know, a school. It could have been a rec center. It could have been church. I mean, you never know where that place was that was so important to who you ultimately became. Our submission through how we approach this, thinking about alumni engagement, will be to tap into that space because we were all here if you are an alum of Michigan, we, you were here for a window of time in your life that was pivotal. And the university shaped that. And, 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 and thinking about it from that standpoint, it is part of the home experience that you will reflect on and hopefully acknowledge that you are better because of it. The other thing I will say, though, and really need to be really candid about this the Alumni Association is, uh, if not the best and largest, one of the best and largest in the world. And we have a large membership base, but it is a fraction of the overall alumni base. And we need to grow that. We need to grow that because by growing that, we are able to serve alumni better. We're better able to meet them where they are in the cities where they're working and living and raising families or doing whatever they do uh, in the course of their lives, we get to serve them where they are better. We get to better have resources and programs and initiatives that um, will continue to lift them well past their years actually on this campus. And so one of the things that we will be doing is driving for greater membership as we celebrate our 125th year. What are some other things that alums can expect from the Alumni Association in the next 5, 10 foreseeable future? 
Well, let's get to 2023 first. Um, so first things first. The idea that on this campus in 1897, an organization was incorporated um, that we are representing right now is just an amazing concept. Um, fast forward 125 years, there's a lot to celebrate, um, but there's a lot that we need to do as well. Um, and you know, as we think about what some of those things will be, um, what I know now is that we will be driving according to our core principles, one of which is ser- having a servant heart, meaning our goal is to serve alumni um, and to reach them. And Steve, you know, you were part of setting up, uh, you know, identifying those pillars that that one to me is one that I think speaks to the, the entire course of the future of the organization. We will serve alumni, meaning we will reach them in ways that really matter. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and you you you're talking about that 125 years. And, and I was thinking about. Um, you know, I, I left another university to come here. Uh, I was I was head of the Alumni Association at another university when I came here 28 years ago. And uh, and and part of the reason that I made that shift then in 1994 was that I felt like I had kind of done all that I could do at that other institution. Twenty eight years later, as as I've stepped down and you've moved into this role, um, I feel like all of the opportunity is in front of me. That's what the University of Michigan is. That's the kind of place that this university and this alumni association is always able to keep moving forward, keep reaching for the next thing, engaging more people, doing more good. That's right. You know, that's that's really what that that core value is about of yeah. of, you know, having a heart for serving is about doing more good for more people and that's and that's both for alumni but also alumni doing good for for the university's mission as well. And and uh, I I love the way you talk about that. I think that's exactly the kind of future that we ought to envision. That's right. I, you know, um, as we think about serving alumni, one of the realities is as an association here on this campus, we can't do it alone. We can't do it all from Ann Arbor. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have a great time welcoming alumni back for events here and there and homecoming and kind of doing homecoming 3.0 um, and sort of really blowing it out. Um, but we know that serving alumni has to also be felt where they are living. And to do that effectively, we're going to have to really make an investment in the impact uh, that our clubs and affiliates are making. They're doing great things under the leadership of alumni volunteers all over the world. And that's not an understatement, thousands. Um, but we really want to make sure that that strategic, strategic alignment, um, that, that extension from sort of priorities that we come up with together is really driven in how somebody in California, Los Angeles is feeling about Michigan or somebody in Charlotte or someone in Shanghai, um, is feeling we're going to have to necessarily have these really strong connections with, um, these affiliates and, and clubs. And so um, strength, strengthening that 
um, sort of that impact and focus will be one of the things that we lean into. Another area of focus for the Alumni Association as we move forward is thinking expansively about how we bring in more alumni communities. Because again, we have a great critical mass that we have, that have been there, you know, if we look at our membership over these years, you know, really solid numbers. But I know in my heart that there are more out there that with additional programming and initiatives, they'll look and say, you know, that matters to me. I care about that. And and I want to plug into that. So we're going to figure out what are those additional interests and needs and and bring those to light in a way that will broaden the reach of the association. And so that's whether we have travel programs for heritage months or even in Michigania, whether we have, you know, a broader array of, of offerings um, for that wonderful treasure that we have in northern Michigan. Um, more people need to know about that and need to enjoy the beauty of our home state. So stay tuned for more. We're going to figure out a way to bring in more communities while we continue to serve those who have been um, engaged all these years with our true appreciation. Corey, Steve, thank you both. And go blue. Go Go blue. blue. Voices of Victors is a production of the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan. Stay connected and become a member at alumni.umich.edu.